Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 121, Gina's Change Story, caretaking and meeting your elderly parents for the first time. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. I'm really excited to share Gina and her story with you today. So Gina is in our Little School of Big Change graduate community, um, and she she just writes some of the most amazing things. We've seen, I've seen so much just come through Gina in in the past several months in particular. And, you know, I knew that she um, she was caring for her elderly dad and stepmom, uh, who lived like over an hour from her um, during this pandemic, no less. And so there's just been, you know, a ton of driving and commuting and navigating all kinds of things. Uh, her husband has been sick as well during this time, had his own health challenges. And so we just kind of hear here and there, uh, you know, what what Jean is going through. And I, I thought that alone would be an amazing thing to talk about because I know many people are in similar situations. The whole caretaking and, and you know, helping parents and especially now, um, it's a lot. And as I as I saw more about how this was going for Gina, and, and especially as we went through this conversation, I just got so excited about everything that she's seeing and all that she's sharing, because you know she's had many of those moments of like coming on our forum, and she'll talk about them in the conversation where it's like I don't like what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> this is big, and I have I have to make these decisions for them, and you know those moments that we all have in our lives all the time where we just don't know. But then there's something that, something we get to settle into in that not knowing. And from there we know. And I know that sounds kind of strange and vague, but it's like, it almost feels like we we just get to push against, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, and suffer. And we we all do that at times. And we also get to say, I don't know. And just surrender. And Gina talks about one of her long commutes and just feeling like, oh, I'm doing this again and things like that. You know, it can feel exhausting and like Groundhog Day and, you know, but then there's also those moments where it's like, oh, I'm just driving. I'm just looking out the window. I'm just here. It feels like an honor and a privilege to get to do this at times. And I also love how she talks about how her relationship with her parents has changed so much, not from them changing, but just from her seeing how she was meeting them and experiencing them through her own thinking, which we all are. It's the only way we do it. But by seeing that that's going on, it makes room for a whole new experience. So I love this conversation and I hope you do too. Enjoy this conversation with Gina. Hi, Gina. Thank you so much for coming on Changeable. Thank you for having me, Amy. Yeah, I'm really, um, really looking forward to this. So, so maybe just to kind of kick us off and let everyone know a little bit about you. Um, it's a, it's such an open question; you can take it anywhere you want. But yeah, maybe tell us a little bit about um, what led you into this conversation and this this understanding. Well, it's funny when you had Joseph Bailey as a guest. 
I remembered that I had read his book when it first came out. So I got it out and it was in early 90s. Mm-hmm. And I loved it, you know, about, and I remember having this experience of really being outside of my thoughts and feeling so spacious and free. It, it made a really lasting impression. And then life went on <laughs> as it yeah. does. And um, I had been in various 12-step groups and they were helpful and I was doing a lot of other things mostly spiritual and some things around letting overeating be the doorway in to something deeper and I was at a retreat it was a yoga retreat hiking things like that and in the bookstore was your book um the small book, A Big Change. And I picked it up, had no idea to what it was. But in the table of contents, it says, you don't really get hijacked or something like that. And I was like, okay, I want to know about this because I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought the book and it was just so enlightening. And I had heard a little bit and it was really loved and interested in the lower brain and how the lower brain is always kind of fight or flight, mm-hmm. you know, and um, my husband and I, you know, we would talk about that. I was teaching him one time that, you know, they call it the lizard brain because it's so old and we joke around that he's much more stubborn and he goes, well, if you're a lizard, I'm a dino. And <laughs> we'd always have these conversations and it was really helpful that I'd say, well, Lizzie thinks this, and that would just give them, both of us, really the space to know that I know this isn't real, but my lizard brain is squawking <laughs> with yeah. this. So when I read your book, I loved that part. And uh, I had actually read Brain Over Binge, which when I read your book, I didn't know about that. And it one of the biggest changes for me from reading that book was looking at thoughts as habits. Nothing, you know, so heavy, so hard, so historical, but thought in the moment. Yeah. That was life-changing for me because I would look at, like when I was in some other programs or something, I'd be like, well, we're going to have to talk about your history. And when I started seeing it habit, I started seeing that my history is my thinking habits. And it felt so much more malleable if it's a habit and not my history, which felt so hardened. Yeah, that's huge. I love that. I love everything you're saying is pointing to, um, yes, that, man, this experience stuff that we swim within all day, every day, it just isn't as personal and solid and historical about us as it seems, you know? And, you know, I'd love to talk about that. Like, this is just how our mind works and it's just how it goes. But I love that you're sharing that as well, that early on that really did something for you because I just feel like that's it's huge for people. Yeah, yeah. And it, I think in a way when you hear habit, you relax. Yeah. It's like, oh, I've had habits. I got some good habits and bad habits. You yeah. know, you just like, it's, I can work with it. And I've shared it with people and I get the same thing. I could see the relaxation. And then um, 
when it, when it's not historical, you know, because I, I used to feel like, but I'm dragging my history with me, mm-hmm. especially, you know, like issues. <laughs> yeah. Family, relationships, that kind of stuff. But it's always been this way. Mm-hmm. And then it was more when I started the school, I started really seeing, oh, this is just thought in the moment. But I've been thinking this thought for 40 years. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Where before it was so heavy, it was like, how can I change it? It's in my DNA, you know, (laughs) felt that dramatic. It's huge. It is our history. But like you said, it's just a historic, it's just a thought we've been thinking forever. It's in fresh in each moment. That's huge too. You know, I can hear that, feel that. And what you're saying is like, yeah, it's, it's gone and then it comes back and then it's gone. And yes, maybe it's come back for 40 years and we've just believed it because of, because that's what we do, you know, but that is so different than having this feeling of something being parked there and being yes. our history and being, having its roots in us and all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And the direction I was going in prior to this, I could get so much support for that. You know, yeah. um, you can go to counseling and, and talk about it. And, and, but it just felt like this is getting me nowhere. Yeah. And, and I think people were really well-meaning. You know, they're doing their great job. But I was just like, I feel kind of good afterwards. I'm not sure why, but a day or two later, I'm still kind of stuck in my regular cycle. Yeah. And um, I still didn't get it wasn't the outside history because it sounds like such a big thing, you know? And I, there was a part of me that like, well, who am I to say that that's not true? Yeah. But what changed that for me is just that thought in the moment I could see it's really not true. I don't have to think that anymore. And I'm not even sure I was right to begin with, mm-hmm. you know? And it just, I could feel it physically give me more space. And I, I really trust that in me, that spaciousness, I follow that, you know, it's like, it's telling me the truth if I feel more space. That's great. So, so um, how, how did this affect your habit? I mean, did it, was it kind of a gradual space, space uh, increase or was it more dramatic or how did it go? Um, I would say it was gradual, especially um, the not dramatizing the habit yeah you know like I used to make it mean so much and now it's I kind of go well you know humans do that just something light like that Mm -hmm. instead of like oh what am I going to do you know yeah yeah I'm not Googling anything on it anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's so big. I mean, it, it sounds like, and people can hear that and think, okay, so I'll stop Googling. I'll tell myself, oh, humans do this, you know, but it, but it doesn't work in that direction. Like you, you just naturally stopped Googling and saw it that way, it sounds, because you just were on to what was really going on beneath the surface. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, I had even heard things like just trust yourself and or even tried various things like that but because it was still so outside in yeah I was still what what am I doing what am I not doing yeah it wasn't it was more of an internal shift that 
excuse me, <clears throat> that manifested in the outside. Yeah. You know, um, like my thing was always like, well, I don't want to gain weight. And, and then I got really uh, Unitarian about it. And since this last year, I've relaxed about all of it. And I still do a lot of what I did, but it's not because I'm following something. Right. It's because it works really well for me. <clears throat> but when I go outside of that, I don't even like calling it that, but it's not a problem. Where before I would have a lot of chatter about it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. You can feel you can feel the difference. You know, there's no pushing forcing. It just it looks different first and then it then it manifests, as you said. So so what else happened? Um, like what else have you seen differently in your life? You know, I know that um, we've talked about in, in the past year, especially with COVID and you've been caring for elderly parents and I think your husband has been sick and things like that. And, you know, I know I just heard you mention things here and there of like just how different this would have might've looked before and how, you know, it's not easy circumstances, what you're going through at all. But every time, you know, you kind of seem to mention it, it's like, there's like a perspective around it that's like, wow, well, that's great. <laughs> the circumstance hasn't changed, but look at, like, it's just this perspective that's just amazing. Yeah. Just to give a, a little bit of history, my stepmom, <clears throat> excuse me, has been my stepmom for 40 years, so long history, was in a really horrendous car accident in October last year. And ever since then, she's been in and out of the hospitals. She, uh, was in rehab for four months and then caught pneumonia and they found out she needed a heart fix. And then we had the heart fixed in July and she had a stroke two days later. So it's just been hard and sad. And my dad's 80 and he has a lot of trouble getting around too. And um, they both are kind of a half glass empty folks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I've told many stories about that my whole life, you know, like, oh, they're so hard to be around. They're grouchy, you know. And since I've been in the school, it's like, well, first of all, that's me telling stories about them. And yeah. they're over there living their life. And yeah. just, again, that space changes everything. It's like, I'm experiencing right now what I'm thinking, not what they're doing. And I didn't know that for years. And I think because they are my parents, they've been in my life so long, it's so easy not to see something that's been in front of you. You know, I just thought it's them. Yeah. And what I've seen is they're just two people just like me, living their lives, doing the best they can. You know, they're doing it for the same reasons I am. Might be different results, you know, why they do things. And that is just quieted the chatter and the judgment, you know, and uh, they live a few hours from me. So there's been a lot of driving involved. And at one point I put something on in our group about driving all over Northern California. And I was kind of, rah, rah, rah. and you said to me, um, either you will or you won't, but your brain will talk about it. And I was like, that's so true. You know, just if you drive, you drive. There's like, I'm driving, you know, up and down the highway for three hours. And then there's all this chatter over here 
backseat driver. I don't want to be here. I could be doing right. something else. <laughs> and I could just see that so clearly when yeah. you said that. And it's like, and so what? And so what? You know, the chatter's not going to go away, but by me not reacting to it and believing it and thinking it's right, you know, and basically not being like victimized by it. Yeah. You know, I love that saying about <clears throat> every victim needs a villain. Well, now I don't need to make villains out of my parents. Yeah. That's right? huge. I, yeah, I love the, um, you know, of course it looks like they're kind of negative. They're glass half empty. It's always been this way. I mean, and you we just become so quickly blind to that, to the fact that it's, it's our own thinking, that our thinking has anything to do with it, you know? And, but, but then we get those little glimpses every once in a while. Like the one I always think of is, you know, when I see someone else's parents, even like my husband's parents, who I know very well, I can have so much more compassion for them. Like they're glass half empty people too, but why does that not bother me the way it does when it's my parent? You know, it's like, it's almost like I feel like the world is full of these little clues that, yes. that are just trying to show us like, hey, we're trying to wake you up to how things really go. And mostly we're blind to the clues, but every once in a while you find a clue and you're like, oh, oh yeah, like this is a pointer to how it works. So I just love that you saw some clues recently around that after not seeing them forever. One thing that I kind of do for fun is, <clears throat> I think when you say my in front of something, something goes off in your brain is like, alert. So yes. instead of saying my dad, my husband, I'll say Paul, <laughs> Ted and Mary Ellen. Yeah. You know what I good. mean? Like they're a separate entity. But when I put my, I don't know. I'm just like, <laughs> that's I this love is all that. about me. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly what you did with Lizzie, your lizard, right? It was Lizzie thinks this, not yeah. I think this. I love right. that. That's so huge. I mean, it's just such a... I think you're absolutely right. It's like that just wakes up our mind so much. Like, ooh, I, mine, me, mine. <laughs> and all of a sudden, yes. <laughs> yeah. And I, lo- and I love that about the driving too, you know, like just to see that bit in any, anything, caring for them. I mean, gosh, it's so much that you've done. And for many people listening have been through this, right? Caring for elderly parents. And it's, it's a lot. And it's just... Not that it's going to feel easy, not that you're going to love every minute of it, but it is so huge to see that you're going to do what feels right to do. And it sounds like what I've always heard from you is like, I'm going to do this. And so, right, you're going to do it, paying attention to the narrator that says, I wish I was doing something else, or you're going to do it, listening to the music and looking out the window and being there. Yeah. And you know, what's really cool. It's not making either version wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's big for me because I'd get lost in the energy of the chatter of, oh, I wish I wasn't doing this. And like you yeah. just add more and more. You get so far away from being right here right now. Yeah. So it's like when it does come up, it's like, okay, my human's chatting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what about like with um, decisions? Like I know you've had to make some big decisions around, you know, being in contact with people and as we all have around COVID, but you have, you know, navigating your family as well and all of that. Um, How does that feel like it's different if it is? Well, it is to the point that I think it's a time to err on the side of caution. 
<clears throat> because we don't know so much. Yeah. And because I have a sick a husband with some issues, it was made it even more. But the funny thing is, I've been to the hospital more than I've been to the hospital ever this year. <laughs> you <Yeah. know? laughs> and you take your temperature every time you go in. But I'm just trusting that by wearing a mask, by washing up, by doing everything I can do, I have to let it go at that. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think I'm cautious. And it's been a really good time to also see, and I've heard, I think you say it, like people who don't wear masks are fearful. The same thing, reason I'm wearing a mask. So just respecting everybody's decision, but also taking care of myself. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Not getting all worked up about it. Because still in the moment, I don't want to get worked up about something that might not happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It feels like it's so complicated with, um, you know, this whole thing that we've always done thinking that there's a right choice or a better choice and we need to find what it is. And that's what I'm just, you know, I think we're all saying right now that that's so much harder to do. It was all, there was never one right choice, <laughs> but we could be sort of more in the illusion that we were making the right choice or the smart choice or whatever. And now it just feels like you're right. There's people on every side and there's points on every side and everybody sees it the way they see it, you know? So it's almost like we're forced to just go by a feeling. I love what you said early on around you trust that feeling of space and spaciousness. And, you know, like we have to, we almost have to navigate from there more than from information, which is probably a good thing in some ways. You know, I don't know if this is directly related. I kind of feel for me it is because, you know, things change. You don't know where they're going to change always. But this year, I I was telling um, my coach, a little plug for Bill DeKramer. I no longer want to identify as a political party. Yeah. Because I just want to make the decisions for myself without going, oh, we did this or we do that. And it feels like more in the moment, use your wisdom. Yeah. You know, and that quiets down all the right and wrong. It's just listening. Yeah. You know, and and listening is so big. This year, you know, I've seen you do it a lot on your calls and I've heard various people mention, you know, listen, really listen well. Mm -hmm. And so I've been practicing that with not just easy people to listen to, but people that are not so easy. And it really is like a game changer. It's like, oh, that's what you're saying. (laughs) I had this whole other version in my head. Yeah, I think it also gives you a chance to listen to yourself outside of the the chatter of what you should be doing, or it's like, who, what do I really want here? Slowing it down and and listening. Yeah. What What does it feel like if you can put words around it? You know, what? How is that listening different? Like, how is listening different than how you thought it was maybe ten years ago? What are you listening to or for? Or I don't know how you say it. Well, I would say it now, I was listening a lot more to my intellect. It was more like what I thought it should be, what it should look like. And if I had this, this, or that, then I'll be happy. So what I was hearing was always how to get there. 
And now that's kind of removed. And it's like, so what is really true for me? And what am I hearing this person say? Yeah. Instead of, oh, he's saying this before he's even talked. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's such a gift to just really hear. You know. it, it is. And, and we don't hear, it's, it's so big. I'm so glad you, you expanded on that. And, um, and I love the way you said it. It's like, we're usually listening to our own, to our mind jump in and, and summarize or generalize. And it's, it's not because we don't care. Like it's almost, it's just, that's the best we can see to do. We want to know what they're saying or our mind does. And so, and our mind is just so good at, at stereotyping everything and and just getting the efficient like nugget. (laughs) So it's like when you're listening with someone, you know, your mind just is looking, okay, what's the bottom line? What's the efficient nugget I can pull from this? Which at times is great because we're bombarded with information. But when it matters, when it's a person you love, when it's, you know, when you're suffering or someone else is suffering, where you're pointing sounds like it's just, it's beyond that generalized efficient nugget. It's like, what is the, I love how you said that, like, what is the truth for me here? What's the truth for this person? What's behind all their emotion and their opinions and all of that? Because that's where we do, I think, just see, wow, they, just like you said about the mask thing, like we're all on the same side. It's just the, it manifests in different ways that look very, very different on the surface. But but beneath it all, everybody's on the same team. We're on the same side. Yeah. Yeah. And I think seeing that more deeply, you know, they're just like me. So you do want to hear more. It's like, okay, you're just like me. So what's going on? Really noticed that around my husband, he's had um, an illness and a surgery. And before, because he's my husband, (laughs) (laughs) I wanted him to be very well, very fast. (laughs) So I could get comfortable. Right. And thinking, I mean, this man is just like me. You know, he has thoughts. He feels those thoughts. He probably has concerns. And so I stopped making his illness about him and started really saying, how are you? Tell me about your experience. And uh, I could just tell you, you who wouldn't want to be talked to like that instead of, so have you done this today? Have you taken that? Are you going to see? Yeah. (laughs) You know, and... It just gives, I know I keep repeating myself, like space in the relationship for us to just like relax and hear each other. Yeah. Yeah. And it allows you, you know, I think I feel this with coaching often is when you are with a person and you're listening without an agenda to get them somewhere or any of that, you fall in love with that person. Because, you know, like you do, just like you said, oh, he's just like me. He has thoughts and feelings and he's not your husband who should be getting better. He's a human being. And there is something about relating to people on that human to human level where you fall in love with them. And it sounds like you've had a a version of that with your parents too, where they're not just these negative people. They're, you know, it's like they're who they are, not just my parents. And it, it does. It's, it's really cool. I love hearing how that does, uh. That changes in all those relationships. Yeah, yeah. Even my grandsons, you know, I get to know who they are instead of my grandson. Yeah, you know? yeah. Which is probably why 
grandparents like love being, I'm not a grandparent, but like why they love being grandparents so much. Cause I think when it's again to the, my thing, <laughs> when <Yeah>. it's my <laughs> kid, <laughs> my kid should behave a certain way when it's your grandchildren. I'm guessing it's probably a lot more like, Ooh, who are you? This is fun. You know, yeah. you're not <laughs> I don't have to put you to bed. Right. <laughs> you're not a reflection on me. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> but if we could just be that lot, that way with everybody. Yes. You know, and I I really do think that is wisdom that comes from a wiser place. You know, it's my intellect that says, oh, you know, I only need to be with people who see things the way I see it. Yeah. And half the time, I don't even know if I really see it that way. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 These beliefs that we cling to that feel so important, like, really? You know, (laughs) We have moments when we don't even think that, I bet, you know, but again, our mind just wants to kind of find, nope, this is how you believe. This is where you are with things. And Oh, there was one moment when I was driving all over Northern California <laughs> that I was thinking, I actually like this, you know, it's, it's quiet, you might get distracted. It's kind of enjoyable out here in the country. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, this is so great. I love hearing, um, you know, just that just that kind of space and that softness because I just, I do think it's, um, and there's a way that these conversations unfold, that this conversation even unfolded where I always think, um, you know, does this make sense to people? Because it does to us. Like we know what we're talking about. Right. And, but, but I think it does because it's, it like speaks to this humanness that's just beyond the way we're used to talking about stuff and what's happening and, who's sick and who's healthy and what we're going to do today. You know, I mean, like this deeper conversation, it does, it's so universal. It does resonate. And it's really cool to see from what you've shared, how, how close change can be in a way. It doesn't feel like it, but look, a couple little things started to open up around your habit, around your family, around your, your year this year. And wow, look at that. A whole new experience was like right there, just beneath a little bit of thinking. Yeah, you know, and it, for me, and it doesn't matter how long you've been at it, you know, like yeah. I kind of, because I've been self-discovery or whatever for a long time, but I would learn about some things, and, but there was always still something outside you know, like I have to follow these steps or mm-hmm. or this religion or this, or you have to keep doing it. Yeah. And there's something that I'm getting here that's more like, you don't have to do anything. You're already there. All, all that needs to happen is see that. And I think that's something I've been wanting all along you know that I was longing for to be so at home in my own body and mind yeah and that's where I am now and it's kind of funny because it's been one of the hardest years of my life as we talked about with you know there's been so much illness in my family and fires and the COVID and it's just been the one of the most challenging years of my life and I feel like it's kind of given me fuel to look deeper. 
in, not that I would say let's do it over, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's just really given me the things you've taught me reasons to really want to put them in place and see, will this work? And, and it has, and it's made some hard situations really okay. Yeah. You know, and, and the stories that were going on, even the big ones, like she might die. And it's like, well, of course, we're all going to die. But when I stop it, she might die. Oh, my goodness. That, that just isn't helpful. But because giving myself that wisdom piece and get quiet, and it's like, yeah, we are going to die. And it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. That's, that's been a, a nice piece. Just to, to know even... You know, with the fires, if I lost a house, I'd be okay. But before, when I was always so focused on anxiety, like the thoughts, the anxiety, ramping themselves up and what could happen on the outside, I always lost sight of what's always going to be okay, no matter what. And I think this year, I've really got in touch with that. And uh, I value it so much. You know, yeah. I really do. I really, do. oh, and this is one thing I, I really wanted to say is before th- learning this understanding, I always had this fear that things are going to be so hard, I'll just fall apart. And I would even play with it and see myself physically fall apart in chunks, you know, just like, how, what's it going to be like? Because it was this ongoing fear. Like, it'll just be too much for me and I won't be able to handle it. And then the more I began understanding about there's your intellect and then your wisdom, it's like, oh, that's not even possible. But I didn't really know about that other part. And I hardly ever think, can I handle this anymore? And and the reason I did so much before is because I didn't know about that other part. Yeah. I mean, once in a while, I'd touch it and think, oh, I got lucky. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Things got quiet enough for a second. (laughs) And that was a game changer. You know, it's like, oh, I won't fall apart. You know, if I get upset, if I howl, you know, I'll still be okay. I'll return to okay. Right. It is a game changer. It's huge. I mean, it just, it is because you're absolutely right. Otherwise, like we've seen it all throughout life that we're okay, that we bounce back, how resilient we are. But, but it's very easy for our mind to say, oh, got lucky that time, dodged a bullet that time, you know? So for you to have that sense of, no, this cannot go anywhere. And in an odd way, that's probably why in a way with such a challenging year, it still has been just such a year of growth for you because you've had to, and security in a sense and peace in a sense, you know, because you're seeing, oh, wow, even with all this, nope, it's still there. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's been good. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing with your story with us, Gina. It's been fun. Yeah. I love and you it. know, I'm so grateful. I'm just really grateful for what I've learned in the community. It's it's a wonderful place to be part of. Yeah. Thank you. It's so, so good to hear uh, what you're seeing along the way, what everybody's seeing along the way. You know, I love it. Love it so much. But thank you so much for sharing. You're welcome. People need support through change now more than ever. 
and people, maybe you, also need and want fulfilling work that allows us to make an excellent living, being able to work from anywhere in the world with anyone in the world, including working remotely, which I have to say has been pretty handy these past several months. If you want to help people end habits or find freedom from anxiety and needless worry, I can teach you how in the Change Coach Training and Certification Program. In the Change Coach Training Program, you'll spend six months immersing deeply in this new paradigm with me and with an incredible group of people that quickly become like family. You'll get to observe and debrief a ton of coaching before doing a ton of coaching yourself with support and feedback the whole way through. You'll leave the program feeling confident and ready to work with others and with the option of becoming a certified change coach. This program is really unlike any other in terms of the feedback, guidance, and support you receive the entire way through. You can check out all the details at dramyjohnson.com slash coach training. Watching people wake up to a whole new experience of life is the most fulfilling work in the world. And having steady work that you can do remotely offers huge peace of mind for you. I would really love to help you make this a reality. 